This is Two Balls, One Basket with Jordan Alfasa. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Balls, One Basket podcast, a podcast of the Playbook Sports Network. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at PlaybookTweets underscore and to visit our website, myplaybookie.com. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and with me today is a man that is very hard to get a hold of. I call him my big brother, Alex Tucker. How are you, buddy? Busy. Busy, of Busy. course. But no, I'm good, man. And uh, good to be here. Glad to be here. Glad to be a part of this thing. You know, I never asked you to come on here because I always thought you would tell me to, like, fuck off. And then you text him and you're like, why haven't you asked me to come on? And I was like, oh, well, let's do it. Well, I, was, I, I thought about that and I was like, you know what? It's 2022. Let me be nice this year and be different. And uh, yeah, turning over a new leaf. All right, so let's get right into it. So you are an FAU basketball great. I will say that. You are the all-time assist leader at FAU. I've already had the all-time scoring leader. All I need is the all-time rebounder next. Now I have a question for you. Sure. Did you pass the ball so much because your shot is trash? Or did you mm-hmm. just like to pass the ball? A little bit, do you want the honest answer? I want an honest answer. A little bit of both. So um, going from high school to college is a big change unless you're like in the top 3% of guys, right? So you got guys that go to high, that average, I don't know, 25, 30 in high school, and then they go to college and they average like eight points, right? So it's a big change and a, and a big adjustment. So for me, same thing. You know, in high school, I was averaging like 20, 22 or whatever the number was, 18, whatever the number was, double digit scoring with ease. And then you get to college and everyone's good. Everyone's fast. Everyone can jump. Everyone can do everything. Right. Even at uh, the low to mid major at FAU. So then it's like, all right, so you got to be good at something. So, all right. So scoring, you're not going to score that much. Um, And then the opportunity I had, I presented with myself was, let me be good at two things. Let me be good at playing defense. Uh, let me be good at making sure my team mates are involved. Um, so that's kind of how my game transitioned from, you know, being the number one option in high school to being, you know, all-time leader in assists, to being a lockdown defender, being able to, to guard multiple positions. Um, and then, you know, my shot wasn't the best. <laughs> It's better now. It's crazy because after college, it got it improved like drastically. Uh, but my numbers did improve year over year um, in, in college, which is good. Uh, but yeah, no, it just just an involvement of how the game for me went from high school to college is just how I adapted and how I got playing time and saw the court and affect the game. So we've been friends for like 11 years now, and I've never really researched your basketball career i just i always go off of what you tell me you tell me you were this bad you know motherfucker you were good nobody can guard you all this shit while you're a liar Mm -hmm. so i never knew you set the fau record for assist most assists by a freshman you had 139 assists in 2008 yeah and i hear a lot that that fau team was really talented you guys did really good things i had your uh, old teammate, Greg Gant on here, he said, he doesn't know why you didn't go pro. You were one of the best teammates he's ever had. Do you credit all that to your teammates? I mean, I, I can't 
Well, look at the definition of assist, right? So I can't pass it to myself and score. So, you know, uh, it's equally 50-50, if not them. I, I did. I consider my part the easy part. Uh, and, and we just gelled. So we we really had an understanding of, of where do you like to score and, and get open and I'll get you the ball, right? Um, for me, uh, the biggest thing that I always – told my guys like it's coming for me so there's two things it's going to be on time it's going to be on target right so wherever you like it let me know I'm going to put it there and it's going to be there on time and and you do your job which is to put the ball in the basket Um, I had an opportunity to play with I think in my four years there probably seven or eight thousand point scores Um, not a lot of of, of players can say that that they contributed to a lot of those points Um, so I'm, I'm the only player in FAU history to score 8,000 points, um, as I like to say. But, yeah, no, we just we just we gelled and my teammates trusted me and they understood that if they worked hard enough to either set a screen or you know come off a screen or, or get open, that they knew I was going to get it to them. Um, and that's what I did. And, uh, yeah, it's just we just had a good understanding. It was a good nonverbal communication as well that, that we had on the court. Another thing I found out today, and I went to my dad at work, and I told him this stat, and he went, oh, fuck, and my dad doesn't curse. Right. You were you ended your junior year 49th in the nation in assist-to-turnover ratio. I didn't mm-hmm. get the number because I read that, and I went straight to my dad. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. Now, I will say, I used to have a pretty fantastic basketball career, but I blame you for the reason I didn't go pro because you know, you were my coach, you were my trainer, you did a shitty job. Now I'm here having a podcast with you while you're at work. Right. Do you think that you could have gone pro? I think so for me, it was more of the offensive end, right? So I think averaging like eight points or six points, whatever it was. Um, Yeah. Okay, we'll round up. Um, wasn't enough for some to take that leap of faith, like my college coaches, because I'm 5'10", 5'11", with shoes on. Um, shot the three decently my senior year. Didn't shoot a lot of them. Had a you know great assist. But what they were looking for when it comes to overseas players is that wow factor, right? So you can only have one, maybe two Americans on your team. So what they usually tend is, is Americans guys are coming over to score guys are coming over to put the ball in the basket. Right. Um, and that just wasn't me. Right. I wasn't the, the, the point guard averaging, you know, 25 a game in the SEC or the big 10, the big 12, Pac 12, whatever. Um, so that didn't translate. And then, you know, I, I played in uh, a semi-pro league. That was, you know, it was fun. Good, a good opportunity. A lot of guys, a lot of hungry. It was like, beneath the 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 d league at the time but just like the effort and the hunger was still there you could tell guys could really play and then there was some opportunity there um and then ultimately after that i ended up tearing my achilles and for me it was a realization of like hey you had a year and a half maybe two years of of trying to go this pro route now is this just be real with with who I was as a basketball player, right? I was I was an undersized guy, couldn't shoot very well, could play defense, could pass the ball, great teammate, all the other intangible things. 
but I just wasn't on the radar of any pro teams. I had some small deals I turned down. Actually, a lot of small deals I turned down. Um, probably could have taken those and, and gone and excelled and played in some bigger leagues, but I just decided at the time that I was comfortable with my career and, you know, not having any debt um, in college, being able to have, you know, my college degree, meeting meeting some good friends, had an opportunity coaching uh, that I decided to go that route. Um, I mean, probably if if I put another year and a half to betting my craft, I could have got a mid-level deal, which I would have felt was good enough for me to take. Uh, but ultimately, I just decided to, to, to not take any of the small deals and, and got into coaching. So I want to get away from your basketball career because when I think of you, I don't really associate you with your basketball career. I associate you with your life after basketball because mm-hmm. I kind of look up to you that way. I hit you up with all my advice I when I need you, with uh, when it's life, whether it's real estate, it's job, girls, whatever. So mm-hmm. let's get a little bit into coaching. So you were my coach, and I'm not saying this because you're on here with me, but you were the best coach I've ever had. You were the only one I ever – uh, got along with. You were the one that got me. You were able to get what most coaches couldn't get out of me. What's what's it like to coach? Like, do you like that? Is that something you want to do for the rest of your life? Something I want to do for the rest of my life? No. Obviously, um, not as a main thing, but... But as a side thing, yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, as a... I like to call myself a, a, an old school point guard where it was a lot of pass first. And, you know, you look at yourself as a coach or as a guy that, you know, almost like a quarterback likes to put certain people in position to, to where they, they can succeed. And like you mentioned, just get a lot out of people. So with Greg, uh, we really focused on not just being a three-point shooter. It's like, hey, let's figure out a way to, you know, to have you coming off mid-range, attacking the basket so that you can expand your game. Um and then a few other players, same thing. It's like, hey, let's let's work together to see how we can improve. Um, but, you know, coaching is fun, man. It, it's an opportunity to where you can take your knowledge, your understanding, your skill, everything you know about the game and pass along to somebody else. And it really hits for me when it when it's you tell somebody something, they understand it, they digest it, and then they do their best ability to, to present it on the court. And then it works, right? So that's that's kind of ultimately, you know, how you measure your success. Some measure it off wins and losses, and, and that's cool. But for me, it was like, hey, if you do this, a crossover from left to right, and then you get to the elbow and you shoot a jump shot and it goes in, like, let's drill that, practice that. This is when you would do it. And then that player does it, and they, they succeed, and it's that's all that really matters for me. It's just – taking what you know and pass it on to the next generation and then passing it on. And then, you know, you stay in the game forever because you're going to be able to stay involved somehow, some way, whether that's directly or, you know, the six degrees of separation where, you know, I tell you and then you tell your kid and your kid tells his kid and the kid ends up being whatever the best kid, you know, the best coach in the world, that's going to backtrack ultimately, you know, to me. So, um, yeah, man, coaching. I'm actually getting back into coaching. I'm uh, I got pulled out of retirement. I stopped for two years. Now I'm back. Um, you gotta take that paternity leave. I got a. Uh, I got tryouts Saturday. My team, 12U. So uh, I'm I'm excited to be back. One thing about you have a very distinct coaching style. Most people associate coaching with like you know screaming or 
trying to push something onto you. Well, you, I would screw up. You would take me out. You'd give me attitude. You'd be like, you know what you did wrong? I'd be like, no. Nah. Like, All right, go sit down and think about it. 10 minutes later, you come up to me and be like, you know what you did? And I'd be like, is it this? You'd be like, yeah, go back in. I mean, I'm not, listen, first of all, so coaching was was always my side thing. So I, the biggest thing for me was always being able to have my voice and talk for my actual job that paid most of the bills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing is I want people to, to, my players to understand why. Like, I can tell you why, sure, but I can't play for you. So I want you to understand why, when, how you should do certain things because you're the one to ultimately out there, not me. I just try to put you in the best position to win or succeed um but yeah it's it's more of that uh that that phil jackson cerebral uh you know starts from the 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 head and works its way down because if you can think it and understand it and process the game eventually your body will 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 do the same so that's kind of how i approach things um doesn't work for everybody some players need to be screamed at some don't but i think when you can understand the game at a high level um, think the game and then kind of almost like play chess in a sense of like, Hey, if I do this, I know that this person will react this way and it almost causes a domino effect. Um, that's when you're the most successful. You, you look at some of the top players, the difference is, is all mental. Like everyone at the highest leagues can run and jump and shoot and do everything. Not everyone can think the game, which is why, you know, not every great athlete is, the best player because you know it takes more than that all right now keep it real you can't beat me one-on-one right listen i probably am i haven't picked up a basketball in probably like six seven months playing a lot of beach volleyball great weather out here in california yeah Um, i can i can easily beat you one-on-one i don't think not even like like not even joking but like i can easily beat you I'm telling you, like my game afterwards has evolved into like an old man's game where like I shoot set shots that are butter. I always shot those. Or or, or I just go by you. Like I'm, I'm still fast. I'm go by me. I'm a little slow. I'm all this muscle now. I'm, I'm fat. I'm fast. Like straight line speed. It's just my lateral quickness has dropped a little bit, which makes it a little bit tough to get around people. But like if I go by, if I get my shoulders. In front of somebody, oh, it's a wrap. I'm, I'm gonna do whatever I want. And you haven't, you, you've never been able to beat me. So what are you talking about? Last time we played, never. I was like 14. I'm 24 now. And I'll still beat you at 33 with a kid. All right. We'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors here at the Playbook Sports Network, and that is Sneaker Pads. Sneaker Pads is a shoe company that will sell trade and buy your shoes to and from you with hundreds of shoe options to choose from such as Yeezys, Jordans, Dunks, and designer shorts. Sneaker pads is your go-to shopping and retail brand. Need some extra cash? They will appraise your shoes and maybe buy them. Looking to trade shoes for shoes? Then sneaker pads is the move for you. I've been a buyer of theirs for years and I will always come away feeling great about my purchases. Sneaker pads operates in Broward County, Miami-Dade County, and Palm Beach counties. They conduct their business with shipping and in-person exchanges. Mention the Playbook Sports Network at your purchase and reach out to Sneaker Pads on Instagram at Sneaker Pads. And yes, that is two S's at the end. Remember, with Sneaker Pads, bills are temporary, but drip is forever.
All right. Now we're going to get to the Lakers because, you know, my fan base is all Miami Heat fans, so we got to pick on you. You guys. No, shut up. I'm talking. Go ahead. You guys wouldn't trade Talon Horton Tucker for Kyle Lowry. You then next year go and trade him for Patrick Beverly. Right. And this is the franchise you're a fan of. Right. The best franchise there is. Let's not get it twisted. Oh, my goodness gracious. This Okay. Before we get in there, who is the best person in your guys' franchise and where did that person come from? Dwayne Wade. Okay. The best non-player in your franchise. Where did that person come from? <laughs> okay. Just, just, I'm just saying, when, when we talk about franchises, we talk about a franchise tree of greats, they usually all come from two places. They either come from the Celtics or they come from the Lakers. Yours happen to came from come from where? Cleveland. No, 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 no. Your best non-player. What are you talking about? Oh, you're Pat Riley. Riley. Pat Riley is is what? Yeah, he's a Laker great. Exactly. He's a coward. He's twisted. asleep. He's asleep at the wheel. Let's not get it twisted, right? Am I upset about whatever the hell Palinka's doing right now? Absolutely. Do I think there is some underlining something going on? I hope so. I really do. There is. Um, I, I have no idea. But, you know, we did win two years ago in one of the hardest ways to win. And I think we beat your team in the finals. Alex, I think I had I my think entire family block you for like a week. I couldn't hear it from you. Oh, man, I was ready. I had everything typed up ready to go yeah you called me like two minutes left in the game before i could even block you yeah no because i knew you were gonna block me i was like that was like that was like the second best championship that i could remember the other time is um when we won 2010 i believe uh, against the celtics my coach is a big 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 celtics fan and uh I remember coming out for practice. I came out in, in, in all Lakers gear. I didn't even wear any of my practice gear. I came out in full Lakers gear and practiced uh, in Lakers gear that day, and I was hype. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know. I wish I knew. I, I, I think I think Pat Bev does bring a lot, but it's not a lot of what we need, right? He, he brings great energy, great on the ball pressure can hit an open jump shot you know hopefully he's working on that now i saw that um, he's shooting i think he shot 36 percent from three last year and that is the best on the lakers at this moment right so i mean if he hits open shots that's all you really have to do is hit open shots and play Pat, defense. patrick beverly being your best three-point shooter is pretty terrible um but the biggest thing i'm really worried about is the him and Russ dynamic. I think Russ is going to have a great season this year. I do I too. Think, He's a fantasy sleeper. I think just just because I, I personally have played against him, um, and I just think this year is going to be a great year for him. I think coming back to L.A., big time, obviously L.A. kid, like playing for the team you grew up watching, there could have been a little like, too much there. Uh, high expectations. I think season number two calms down. He gets back to, I'll even take Russell in Washington. I'm not even going to talk about Russell in OKC. Russell in Washington was still averaging in triple-double with Bradley Beal. Mm. And they were almost a playoff team. 
So if we get that rust and we stay healthy, I'm okay with AD staying healthy, Braun being him, and then Russ being the old Russ like we used to know. I think we'll be we'll be better. Are we gonna be the fucking Warriors? No. Are we gonna make the playoffs this year? Yes. Are we gonna be one step at a time? One step at a time. I'm not I'm realistic. We're not gonna go from being in 10th place to being in third place because we had if we go from being in 10th place to being in sixth place, seventh place, then watch out because when we're in the playoffs, you don't want to see us. You don't want to see Braun in the playoffs. It's, you just don't. I do. Oh, well, you do, and then you saw what happened. Stop. You lost. Stop. Don't make me relive it. You lost. All right. I know you got a meeting, so that's all I got for today. Is there no, anything I you got, want to say before I, I let you go? No, I'm good. Um, how's everything been for you as far as this podcasting? Like, like what decide, what made you start this podcast? I love talking sports, okay? You know I love talking sports. I talk to you about right. it all the time. Right. Most of my friends here don't have any idea what I'm saying. I applied for this one thing. I didn't get it. So my friends over here, they said, forget them. Start your own. Take over. I said, that's a great idea. I started one. Kind of just started as like a joke. I was like, you know what? Let's do it for fun. I started to get like a lot of traction with it. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good started DMing some people on Twitter and getting real guests. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this could take off. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's taken off, but it's done a lot better than I thought it would. So now I just keep it going. And I've started this network with some good friends. They're all working. Zach, good writer. Joey's good behind the scenes. Anthony's edits his podcast, makes all the graphics. I do this podcast. I run the Twitter account. Everything is pretty good. I, I'm having fun doing it. That's the best part. You guys are like a like a like a baby bar still in the making almost. Yeah, kinda. That's kind of what I except, hope. Except you want to stay sports. Yeah, I want to stay sports. I don't really care about politics or anything else. Yeah, bar bar still kind of is is all over the place now. But no, but that's good. So what I'm gonna do uh, is, you know me, I know everybody, or know somebody who knows literally everybody. Somebody. Um. I'll, I'll, I'll see who I can get. I'll, I'll talk to a few people. Um, like I said, a few, of my, a few of my guys are down in LSU coaching. Um, they're just getting kind of off, off the ground and running there and then they're um, taking over for a little bit. Uh, maybe I'll talk to Dusty, see how he's doing at FAU. They're, they're back up this year. He's really good coach, really, really happy to have him there um, to take us from that. You know that low mid, low mid major to a solid mid major program. I think in the next couple of years, if they if they keep them there, we'll get some big time prospects or some some decent prospects coming in FAU. So maybe him. Um, I do. I owe you a guy, Pablo. Pablo just had a kid, so he's kind of in dad mode as well. But he's, I think, eight years overseas now. Um, originally from Argentina, played at FAU. Really good story about where he came from to kind of where he is now. I've been waiting um, for him. Yeah, no, he's been busy and like yeah, he's he's in I think he's in Spain right now or Argentina right now in the time in the time zones and then him having a baby. Like I just hit him up when I can. Um but yeah, I'll get some I'll get some guys and uh I'll help you out and we'll see where it goes. Just remember when you get big time, just remember who helped you out. Oh, you're the first person who's getting something for me. 
That's all I need. I don't need anything. Just give me some merch when it comes out. I'll give you some merch. I'll have I'll have baby Cade all fresh up and kicks. You won't have to pay a dollar. Yeah, no, he's getting big now. He's a he's the size of a two year old at he's thirteen months. Um, but he's he's cool. I wish he was here. I put him on camera, but no, he's he's cool. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, if, if if you need anything, you know who to reach out to. Um, I know a lot of people randomly. A lot of people owe me favors. A lot of people say yes to me for whatever reason. So uh, we can we can make it happen and, and get some people on here. I would love that. I would appreciate it. I got you. I'll talk to Greg too. Greg knows uh, Dexter Pittman, former Miami Heat guy. So maybe that can be. Oh, Heat legend. Yeah. Maybe we can get him on. I'll talk to him about it and see what he's doing. I don't think I got his number. I'll text him. All right. Anything else? Nah. Go to your meeting. Yeah. No. I I got a real life responsibilities now. I got to go to my meeting and then I gotta um. You're pretty savage for doing this podcast while you're at work. Yeah. You when you're a boss like me, you just you just do stuff. I mean, like people can work without me, but yeah. Though I'm literally in my office right now uh, on my computer, about to sign into a meeting at two o'clock to discuss how I can help this company grow there. They're people. Just casual day, no big deal. I'm about to go demolish a fantasy football draft, so let's do this. All right. All right, peace. See you.